pain in the ass having hair again. Because guess what, Jake? Dude, your hair used to be so damn long, though. Like, I don't blame you because that shit was probably rip, such a pain. I experienced the ripcord again. From what I would like to admit was our first uh, Your Body and You episode. It's something that happens with people with long hair who shed. You wa- if you're if you're well, washing your like, hair, mm-hmm. you you know you have your back to the to the shower head. It goes down your back along with the hair that sheds. And guess what's down your back, Jake? Yeah, you More find it. No, your ass crack. <laughs> and they're like, when you find that, you're like, like I said, then you're like fucking Woody from fucking Toy Story, just. <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> yeah, the ripcord, yo. Yeah. The ripcord. Yeah. And I would also like to point it's like, man, people need to need to actually grow up and admit that shit happens. Because when I was getting my tattoo, one of the tattoos, uh, she was grilling me on that. It's like that's never happened. She actually called someone else in to say that that's never happened. It's like y'all fucking lying. Everybody else that I know that is a woman or has long hair if they listen to that episode the response was that fucking killed me that happens all the time yep it is impossible not to happen you got a butt you clinch it there is a good chance hair is going to get stuck in that i'm not saying yep. it's stuck up your ass it's just in your crack yeah. it happens it's going to happen right. and you know you're just scratching your butt one day you just like pull back like, yeah what was that <laughs> <laughs> it was a hair that was in your crack <laughs> that's pretty funny oh hello and welcome to another episode of a brother squirrel chick that's bob if you notice i actually have my microphone arm in a full effect because watch boom wow yep i'm pretty wow. proud of myself so cool so cool jacob so cool well i need to do something man yeah. Oh, hell. So, did you think of anything to talk about, Jake, like I asked you to yesterday? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Um, and you already know that, of course, I'm going to go Vin there. So, whatever. At least oh, with my main. That is, that is um, sort of, uh, Jake, my two notes here are literally about wow, too. So, yeah. I, I, this episode I is sponsored by Claywell. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, well that plus I was thinking about it and, um, you know, there was the interview yesterday that I was going to ask you about me. that. Cause I, what I didn't watch it cause I just, yeah, I watched it this morning. Not. I was going to ask you about it. I watched it this morning and the thing that I was most surprised slash disappointed oh, by. Hold on. Uh, yeah. sorry. I knew what Jake was talking about. So I cut it. So I interrupted. Uh, Preach had an interview with Ian Hasakostas, the uh, lead developer for WoW. Please continue. Oh, I'm your gain's fine. Gain your down. gain is fine. Oh, you turn it down. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there was a um, a scenario that Ian provided to Preach where he's like, you know, he had said, uh anyway he had said sorry i'm i'm trying not to get frustrated already because basically um essentially preach said that he 
would be perfectly fine with every character being the exact same. Like that the most fun he had was whenever he was playing one class and uh, a fellow, like a friend or fellow player had the exact same gear, had the exact same skills, and they were trying to see who could push the buttons faster. That's so boring. Yeah, exactly. And that's essentially what he said that that's what makes him happy in gameplay. Everybody has the right to their own opinion, but that that personally, I mean, it's like, I I hate when people push meta. It's why I'm not a huge fan of playing a, a MOBAs, even though I love Smite. I love, that is one of my favorite games to play. I won't play it because if you're not pushing the very specific meta that you have to, you're fucking bitched at by your own team constantly because you're not playing yep. exactly how the charts say you should play. Fuck you. I'm, pay, I'm playing Guan Yu. I like having high bleed. Fuck off. Okay. Yeah, that's essentially what Ian was saying is, you know, he's like, look, if you play Overwatch, your tracer is the exact same as anyone else's tracer. But how you play just, is different. Right. And he's like, but, you know, that's with a FPS. Like, where's the fun in an MMO where everyone is the exact same? Like, there's no, there's nothing fun about that. There's nothing individualistic about that. MMOCORPG, massively multiplayer, one character, online role playing mm. game. <laughs> just one, one build. Just everybody. Hey, uh, well, I, I'm gonna take it a step in the weeb direction right now, Jake. One of the most annoying things people have about Sword Art Online, a, a cartoon about well, people getting stuck in a game is the game would be horrible to play because the only viable, the only option is melee. Do you like to be a ranger? Too bad. Everybody's melee. Do you like to heal? No, too bad. No magic. Everybody's melee. Who would want to play a game where everybody is a sort of board melee? Nobody. I I don't like, no, I like, I like the fact that because if you give people different options, they'll learn how to use those options into great effect like well hunters hunters took a very basic ability that's used to get them out of melee to be like the big thing that they can use to ratchet up their uh their viability at any gameplay and that is mouse turning disengage well you've played with me with a hunter just run jump spin around 180 ish I say ish because you're never going to do a full 180. Yeah. Disengage. Launch. This is well before fucking uh, demon hunters could do it. Could just dash. And well, hell, demon hunters have the exact opposite. You can do their disengage. Well, no, it's literally the exact same, ain't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Demon hunters have it too, but they have like a forward one. It also one where you can jump turn and flip backwards. But no, playing it homogenous is not fun. No. Meta never is. Well, and so they framed it. It wasn't so much an interview as it was just like a discussion, right? Between the two of them. And, you know, it was within two minutes of that where, I mean, I could have misunderstood it, granted, but literally what was said was, you know, Preach mentioned, hey, we, uh, you know, we started to 
get used to Azerite armor, and then you guys turned around and changed it and added essences. Well, it's like, well, that's because you and everyone else bitched and complained about it. So why are you they complaining They had to constantly about, change it up to they the... They had to because up until people kept yesterday. complaining about it. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I just, I couldn't understand why it would make sense to bring that up whenever you know it's because of a change that you and so many others requested because you did like 80,000 fucking videos in the span of three days about how horrible it is. Exactly. And you know, and I mentioned that on, on Tally Essence stream and you know, uh, cause I was like, look, I want to know what universe we're in whenever preach is being, def- you know, very defeatist and Bellular is being optimistic. Oh wow. He is. Yeah, yeah, dude, in all of his videos. And then Taliesin was like, well, that's because Bell knows that um, optimism sells leading up to, you know, that's what gets you. Pessimism sells up day to one. Ad- yeah. Yeah. Whereas after it launches, then the pessimism is what gets you views. And I was like, okay, well, that's fair enough. Um, and I just, you know, actually, uh, the one I would suggest you watch would be Soul So Breezy's newest video because never really watched their stuff. Yeah, I like Soul stuff. Um, basically, the way he put it is that the biggest takeaway that he had, which is completely true, is that it just causes more division in the player base because you have what you know many refer to as the elitist or the one percent, which probably is higher than one percent, but whatever. Yeah. You know that have all of these platforms and are raising this really big stink and get a mob mentality going. And then you have the other people who represent the majority of the player base. That's like, uh, no, why are you listening to a smaller portion of the player base? And, you know, like you have both sides essentially saying, why should I have to play the way that the other one wants to? Um, If you want to go full meta, that's fine. That's sure. But I want you to tell you one thing, Jake. I'm going to tell you one very specific thing. I don't care if it's the worst fucking covenant ability for outlaw rogues. Lish is going Venthyr. Yeah. My boy is going to be a vampire boy. Okay. Yeah. He's going to be. I am with, that's the way I am with my mage. Like, the even end. in Preach's videos where he, you know, through the alpha, it's like, okay, these are the different classes these are the different um covenants and this you know the abilities they're going to work best with these classes right and mage it's not venthyr that's mentioned it's actually maldraxxus um oh and that would look ugly on your trani yeah and i'm like i don't care i'm i'm gonna do that anyway um but the thing is is i kind of see both sides of the coin right but What's killing me, and I've mentioned it a couple times, is like, look, it's a lose-lose situation. If you are Blizzard or any game developer, Mm -hmm. it's a lose-lose situation. You're not going to make everyone happy. That's why all of these games, not just World of Warcraft expansions, they have to have a utilitarian approach. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. And that's, that's all there is to it. And so that is, of course, what they're going to quote unquote pander to. And I saw, and I want you to, I want you to think about this in terms of uh, needing to pander to every, because while 
it originally was based solely on a raid and then they saw all the world pvp people were doing it's like holy shit okay uh we need to start working on our pvp gear uh working that up because Taryn Mills is a fuck or Hillsbrad is a fucking desert now. It's a sea of bones. And so realizing like they have so many different types of players to hi Soraya. <laughs> Stupid mouse problem, dude. Really? Um yeah. Kind of There's a retaining wall like between us and the neighbor to the south. Um and uh like Gus will find just like dead mice in that retaining wall. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Anyway. Um, sorry. What were you saying? Um, Oh, about how they have to, uh, they're having to pander with so many people. Well, one of the, well, think about what happened in, uh, in BFA with, uh, PVP. There was no PVP vendors. Which uh-huh. is something that hasn't been since, what, early Burning Crusade or before Burning Crusade? Yeah, I thought they had that. PvP vendors in Wrath. No, they had also in uh, Burning Crusade. Like as in, like it was, yeah, they they had. I know they definitely had them in uh, Burning Crusade because I was like, hey, how do I get this mount when I first started? So it had to be a bit before that. Uh, and. Sure. It, at the same time, PvP was overhauled in a really great way in Battle for Azeroth to the point to where I had fun. I had tons of fun in PvP. I heart, I never queued up for uh, for battlegrounds. I was just having fun with world PvP, and that is and that is something that came of spreading themselves thin. All right, and again with essences that helped because you had essences that help pve essence to help pvp to where you didn't get pvp sets so no set bonuses but you know they they tried they tried helping it out or uh 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 supplementing that with the azurite system and i know there was a point eventually but then i lost my train of thought when i was imitating you every mo yeah. every move you made <laughs> when you were I muted <laughs> but, so you know i also noticed there was someone in a tweet chain that responded it's like you know there's all this talk about um you know casual versus elitist right but someone brought up a really good point is like how can you pander to say the high-end player whenever you have the people who buy boatloads amounts and buy boatloads of pets for pet battles they are literally supplementing the game by spending money on it unlike those high-end players so how can you say that even those players, high-end players a lot players, of those are buying uh tokens though do they buy tokens because really with all of those world first race people they don't they go through third parties and buy hundreds of millions or they buy, get loaned they get they, loaned hundreds of millions those motherfuckers are in millions of dollars or millions of gold in debt yes at the end of the race they use actual money to purchase that stuff you mean gold or money no they use like currency yeah in game buy in-game gold oh okay essentially and that is a setup for high-end things you spend the money on the tokens you sell the tokens on the a on the auction house or you give the tokens to the people you owe money to it's it if 
not sustainability, the fucking, the world first race is like the most unsustainable. It's like, oh, motherfucker, you're, you're just shoving yourself in debt just to be the first. Hey, America. <laughs> well, I mean, granted, you know, method was EU more than America or based. No, in, no, in I'm just saying Europe, it's, but, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's very capitalistic. But not very cut your nose off oh, to spite your face. No, no, I mean literally America. We are trillions in debt just so we could say we're the first. Mm-hmm. Like we but got yeah, the biggest dude. military in the world. But we're trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. I don't think that's a fucking important having the greatest military in the world when you're owe money to goddamn everybody. Mm-hmm. Which I mean it's true. Yeah. Like, you know, you owe money because, you know, everybody loves the idea of cutting taxes, but yet spending like a motherfucker. So, well, they only cut taxes on the rich. So, the people who truly need it. Hey, Jake, let's talk about something really important. Sure. What's up? They're getting rid of heirlooms that have XP bonuses or the XP Correct. bonus on heirlooms. Yeah. Which the, the first time anybody heard that, they have the same reaction of what the fuck. But then I would like to tell you something, Jake. Every character I make has the same ring. It is a because it's the only ring I have for XP, heirloom ring I have. It's agility. I have not made an agility class in ages. So I run it around on warriors. Using it healers. just because it's the XP because boost. it's XP boost, and I just thought of that. I was like, "Fuck, yeah!" And leveling up's incredibly fast anyway. And if you're wanting to, if leveling up is supposed to be experiencing a expansion, come Shadowlands, you really don't want that because I'm looking forward to replaying. Fucking, uh, I'm actually thinking about like you know what? I'm going to go Howling Fjords. I'm going to make a Howling Fjord uh, horde because I never really played that. I want to so, see what happens. And so you remember, oh. oh, go ahead. No, 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 go, 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 go. Well, I was just going to say, remember, you can't do the Chromie time stuff until you've done Exiles Reach and completed BFA character with a new character or BFA content with a new character. Then you can do the whole, um, the Chromie time stuff where you do Exiles Reach and then you can choose your expansion. Really? Yeah. What does a brand new character do then? Play fucking so, uh, classic? No, 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 no. So if let's say if you make a brand new character, you do Exiles Reach, which is one because I want to do it. Yeah, 10, right. Which I'll want to do also. Yeah, I want to experience it. But with that first new one, you will have to do the BFA content for ten oh. through fifty, and then once you've complete that, it unlocks it across your account to it do. Better level you up once fast. Once you reach level nine, ten. Oh yeah, it's supposed to be like hella quick, dude. Like even Mr. GM has put up like videos of how quick it is like yeah because that's insane up. that that man bfa is not that much content i so i'm from so what sorry i've to heard say. like basically 10 to 50 it sounds like it's like maybe 20 hours okay something like that but anyway that sucks um, i kind of want to just go in and play fucking uh wrath i didn't want to you know, know have to yeah, but once Ooh. you've completed the BFA content, you hit level 50, it unlocks it across accounts so that whenever you hit level 9 or 10 after yeah. Exiles Reach, then you go you get to the option. Chromie in like Stormwind and you get to choose which expansion you want to play through for 10 through 50. Cause yeah, it'd be great to replay. Uh, to Yeah, because I never did Horde Howling Fjord. 
<laughs> which is supposed to be a really good uh, story. I'd like to re, I'd like to relive fucking doing a uh, Burning Crusade. I'd like to totally avoid Cataclysm and uh and Dranor again. That'd be great. <laughs> like like Jake, you absolutely cannot do Cataclysm. You can't. No, no, you physically I, can't because uh, Deep Home, you have to have flying or else you can't do half the quests. It's not something where you yeah. can climb up on the cliffs. They are sheer cliffs. You can't. You have to be able to fly. Cataclysm yeah, was built around flying, and you don't get flying until like 30. With my shaman, I, uh, I totally had him set up to where um, – he did cata stuff but i went to like mount hygel i'm like i'm not Ugh. doing anything else i'm not doing all the underwater Fasherage, oh fasharage or whatever it was yeah it's yeah. it takes so long to be and here's the thing with that if you're doing uh valsharage you can't queue for uh lfg because most of that fucking zone is a uh is a phased instance yeah. So you get fucking bricked and have to restart a quest constantly. It's a shit zone for that. A bit of me does want to go back and play it all again. Just to, you know, just to get the feel for the place again, because it is huge. It is a giant mm -hmm. zone that they spent a fuckload of time on. And I feel very bad about that because well, it's especially now because you can't really play it because you know the story ends nowhere because the story mm -hmm. ends in the dungeon where they kip, kidnap Neptalon. Neptalon is just there in Legion at, at the Shaman Order Hall. He's just there. What happened? He was kidnapped. He was fucking kidnapped by a big squid monster. Yeah, I noticed what the that fuck the Shaman uh -huh. Order Hall stuff. Yeah. yeah, he's just there. Nobody talks about it. It's like, hey, didn't you get kidnapped by a freaking octopus lady? Like, we do not speak of it. Like, bitch, I want to speak of it. Let's speak of it. <laughs> ah, but back to what I was going to say. When it comes to, since they'll be getting rid of uh, the XP on heirlooms, and they're probably going to be adding, and they will, they said they will be adding something else to them. What would you like added? I have no idea. I've been trying to think about that What and what I would like. Um it could be something simple like uh, Dude, you know what increased mount speed would probably be the yeah that would probably be the one that i would put up highest only if you're not in war mode if they have a thing it's like if you're not in war mode it increases x because quite frankly that would be a busted thing to have now granted i love me i love leveling in war mode that would be a busted thing to have in war mode yeah but yeah, something like that. Like, uh, give give cloaks the glider ability, like the goblin glider, to where if you jump off a cliff, you can you can just shoot off. Give fucking gloves uh, a a gathering speed increase, kind of yeah, like how Coltarian, like how the enchants are. Yeah, give shit like that. Like, uh, have rings to where rings have a specific item or a specific ability. To where like they'll cast X or heck, give your trinkets summon a goddamn uh, green dragonoid or like the 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 clockwork dragonoids. Although that would make old school uh, engineering obsolete, but hey, guess what? It already is. 
(laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it would be incredibly fun to find different ways to do it. And like I said, in I believe in a tweet, I would absolutely love if this means they're going to start adding different types of heirlooms, like a full tier one, tier two, tier three, whatever set that has set bonuses. That would be kind of awesome if they did the set bonuses. Yeah. It could be specific ones. It could be pulling old set bonuses that they had, but just something that worked so well that just made it a class fun. Yeah. Just by having all of the set of a thing. Now, granted, that also means if, like, say you had a full, a full uh, tier set, includes gloves, boots, and everything. To have that tier set, you had to sacrifice the individual items, like boots with speed, gloves with gathering, but you had tier sets. That would be really cool. You don't have yeah, tier sets tier plus set is gathering. What did your actual stats, like crit or haste, yes. and that sort yes. of thing. It would, it would mirror what the tier set was. And also, it's a choice. Do you want to have, I can gather fast, I can run fast, or do you want to kind of, because there's two different types of way people fucking uh, level. There's world and there's dungeon. A tier set would do great in a dungeon. Everything else, like a individual thing, would do great in the world unless you're me. Yeah. Like I, I, I will find the thing that does a weird thing, and I will make that part of my fucking rotation until it's ten levels obsolete. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I said, Meta can jump up my ass and die. Okay, I play the way Bob want to play. <laughs> well, you know, and. I swear the more all of this goes on, the more I realize that people either do not play D&D or haven't played it in a really long time. Like people who complain about RNG obviously don't complain, have never played D&D. Well, RNG is built by a specific person. Like in, in a, playing a game of D&D, that's all up to the dungeon math. math, math the dungeon it, math. It's all- the actual little literal dice roll also if choose though. if you choose that it all comes down to the choice of what the dungeon master wishes to do if they want to roll on a table for a loot if they want to give it specific things that is one person make it 100 percent of the roll choice for attacks you have to roll oh, okay i'm sorry for some gear. reason i was talking about loot i was no. thinking about loot rng see that's where my brain goes for rng no. as you can tell i, I I've, I've been farming transmogs this morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's just one of those things that, and not only that, but you know, uh, in that discussion with Preach, uh, Ian kind of walked, not walked back, but he's like, you know, maybe it wasn't the best uh, example to say subclasses for covenants, right? But again, if you've ever played D and D and you've ever multiclassed, guess what? You kind of have to choose, and it's really bare bones. Yeah. You don't get a lot of choice because people are like, "Well, if it's a subclass, what's the point of doing that? If well, it's only like two passives and one spell, obviously you've never played D and D and multiclass. Yeah, you've never like oh well, oh well, modern D and D because if you play like three, three, five, you had to multiclass. God yeah. forbid you chose to roll a sorcerer who after level two, all your fucking abilities are, I don't know, maybe you get another spell, I guess. You get no class abilities after level two. So you just do a two dip into sorcerer and that's that's all you look at sorcerer. You're done with fucking sorcerer. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of, you know, what you do with warlock or bard, but, but hey. 
Yeah, like, it's, it, it is. It's yeah, one you of have those to make that choice. That... that choice is fun because you can take like, like what could be a simple build. Like I'm watching uh, Dimension 20's A Crown of Candy right now, which is basically Game of Thrones, but in Candyland. It's really <laughs> fucking great. But uh, one of the characters went for being a Beastmaster uh, ranger. His pet died. And Jake, in the game that they're playing, it's high fantasy, but healing's low fantasy. It's very rare that somebody can heal. So when your familiar dies, it's fucking dead. And when your pet dies, it's gone. So he changed over to a gloom stalker, which is fuck. And then you add like uh, three levels of rogue into assassination on that. So if you're in low light, Jake, if someone has dark vision, they can't see you. You are invisible to people with uh, dark vision. And guess what, Jake? Goddamn every enemy has dark vision. So if yeah. you're invisible, that's automatic advantage. Your first round of combat, every attack is basically a fucking auto crit. And you have an additional attack in your first round of combat. So that's three fucking attacks. A sneak attack, all of which are auto crit. So you double all the dice. Fuck, that's a goddamn multi-class. <laughs> but yeah. this and it's a good thing to it's a good way to multi-class because well quite frankly wizards rangers are boring as fuck they're they're a shit class i need to look up the uh the ranger revisited i didn't check that out but to see if they finally fixed it but yeah so multi-class and you make a choice it's great that you have to make that choice well and and not go ahead no 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 no, go for it well i was gonna say and not only that but what you choose you are stuck with and that's another thing like everybody saying i don't want to be stuck with something obviously you've never played D and you've never created a character and you didn't realize oh crap i probably did i shouldn't have done that they probably will have a system to change what your what your shit is but it's gonna i want you to, i want to explain to you uh uh the outdoor and the scryers did you yeah, accidentally pick the wrong one? Guess what you get to do? Do you want to change? Okay, sure. Get a fuckload of nether uh, weave uh, spider silk. The s- or get the signets. Fu- oh, no, 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 Jake. They won't even talk to you to turn in the signets first. The first thing you have to do is talk to a guy who will get you an in, who will make you neutral by giving him I think it's also venom, a shitload of uh, nether whatever venom sacks, a fuckload of nether weave spider silk. And yeah, he'll get you an end to put you on fucking uh, neutral with them. And guess what you get to do then? Shitload of signet, shitload of marks. It was because Jake, I accidentally went outdoor when alchemy was uh, best with scryers. So that was a long fucking track for the Bob. <laughs> But it yeah. was worth it because I changed him over to because, uh, I mean, health transmutation is a fucking money maker. It was such a money maker back in the day. Other alchemists hated me. Learned yeah. his secrets. <laughs> Other alchemists um, hate his things. Like, yeah, I just did shit super cheap. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that I just. 
Yeah, yeah, it does. It just frustrates me because then I get like a general RPG elitist attitude, and it's like obviously you people what? have never you played an, an actual RPG. <laughs> I'm like you guys have actually never played a legitimate RPG. Otherwise, you would have a better understanding. And I don't know if it's maybe just my general personality. I don't know how much of it is the RP. You know, it's um, the first. It is. It is your general a general uh, personality. But, I, you know, and even in one of them, in I think it was whichever Twitter thread it was, I just kind of said, you know what, I, I even said, I was like, I wonder how worth my time it is to screenshot a lot of these comments of people praising a backtrack, because guess what happens if you get in there and sure it's a big if, but what if you absolutely hate what they fix based on your feedback? Because guess what? Then you're just going to turn around and you're going to complain more about a janky ass system without saying, oh, hey, I played a part in this by saying oh, I no. wanted it to change. Do you want to know no what's going to happen, Jake? I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen because Ian already said what will happen if he, they can't figure this out. They're going to can it. Ian has said he will backtrack it. If they can't figure out how to implement this well, they're going to can it because of how much shit everybody gave Azerite armor, how much shit everybody gave everything else, if people keep giving it all this shit, just the, the most noxious amount of bile, they're going to can it, and there's going to be nothing, and then you're going to bitch because there was nothing. I want yep. to see what happens. I want to see how fun this will be. And if it sucks, oh well, because Jake, I had fun in BFA. Yep, same. You know why we had fun in BFA? We never dealt with the slog because we played casually and relaxedly. Anybody with the in the discourse are people trying to fucking uh, play because they have to play constantly or they're trying to reach the top of X, Y, and Z. We're not. We're just having I, fun doing what we would do. Would it be insane if I tried – fucking farming shit to give all my characters their goddamn Azerite essences? Yes, I would be pissed. I'm more pissed that I can't turn off the notice saying you have un you have an open Azerite slot. Bitch, this character has one essence. Fuck off. Yeah. You have an unused Azerite. Nah, shit. Bitch, there's one fucking thing in the left in the right side menu. Of course there's only one Azerite slot. I don't care that I'm at 70, 70 fucking uh, uh, essence trait right now or heart level i haven't done the other shit yet <laughs> my thing is is that if you listen to some of the stuff i'm like it legitimately sounds like someone who is afraid of their livelihood being taken away yeah like it is to a per it is like especially it is with preach he is taking it to a personal level like he is saying this is a personal attack on me if you do this like if you legitimately listen to some of the discourse and some, to some of the things that he was saying in videos prior to the discussion with Ian, it was, it was very much and had the air of someone is attacking my livelihood. And, you know, somebody mentioned in one of the threat in one of the Twitter threads, it's like, look, dude, there's a, obviously the thing that, it's really coming out of this is showing how many people take way too much of this seriously. Yeah. Like it's a fucking game, man. It, like well, that's it's just not... sheer gamer discourse period. Dear God. 
it's it's like consumer culture to the nth degree like the the um the you owe me this that and the other the approach that consumers have um it's it's just exponentially larger with gamers like they somehow feel like that they are entitled to x y and z yeah that's the thing they always have but the problem is that now everybody can see it yeah dear god god forbid you have anything that they consider wrong in their stupid fucking brains but i'm sorry jake i'm gonna put a stop in this and i'm going back to a fun topic okay we're gonna talk again still wow still shadowlands another thing has been released i'll burn through them all right now and i want you to tell me what you would personally not in terms of because we already talked about how all of us are we're both going fucking Vinthir. we're both going to be sparkle boys okay i'm going to go through uh each each covenant is also going to have a very specific weekly mission and in that mission, they're going to be doing X, a specific thing that's catered specifically to their things. I'm going to go through all of them right now, Jake. And even though I want you to put the, put what you will be picking on the back burner, okay? Because we're both going to be Venthyr. We both understand that. But I want, to, I want to know which one of these actually gives you a tickle in your jimmy just, a, just the most. All right. So we'll first start with our Sparkle Boys. All right. Venthyr, the Ember Court. It's going to be a party. There's a party at, at the fucking, uh, at the big house, all right? The big house place. I, I want to let you know, Jake, I have not looked up anything. I've been avoiding shit. That's why I also feel kind of bad that, about how there's going to be a Talies and Avatel video that Evie wrote about Shadow Rising. I haven't read yeah. it yet. I'm saving that for next week when I have a week off. Right. So I won't be watching it. I have not been I, the only. I did watch the intro video that Tally did. I shouldn't have, but I did. Like I am trying to stay as cloistered from the actual information, right? So because I want to experience, which is also kind of glad I haven't been in the. I haven't been invited to the beta because if I've already played it, why would I play it? <laughs> right. So for Vinthir, it's going to be a party. You're the host of a party. You have to figure out what everybody likes, what everybody hates. Give people just what they want. Give the people what they want give the people what they want, then give the people more than what they want. All right. Which is just kind of fun. A fun little micromanaging thing. Uh, Kyrian is going to have a giant kind of like a boss rush fight or the brawlers guild. This is like what one of these articles is uh, putting it as it's sort of like the brawlers guild, except it's just people who have died which also fits their thing kind of well, because they're all like, we are all the souls of the warriors who had died, but we're not, we're not uh, Odin's champions, so you don't have to hate us, which is good. Right. Holy fuck you, Odin. I can't wait till we kill him in game. Uh, the Necrolords is you're building an abomination to your own specifications. It's a build-a-bomb workshop, Jake. <laughs> Yep. I am shocked I have not seen that anywhere. Yeah, I haven't either. It's it's right there. It's a build a bomb workshop. Yep. And people have made the build a bear reference, but have not said build a bomb for abomination. Like yep. motherfuckers. And the night fay, it 
because I know yesterday when we were playing, I was talking about the farm and mop and right. how much I loved it. And that's what it looks like the night fae is going to be. You have this this farm area that you're upkeeping. And that just seems fun as well. I hate how many of these I like. Right. And so on your side, what actually, other than saying I'm going to be vent there because vent there's great because, I mean, it is. What what one of these four really just pops out at you? No, the build a bomb sounds the like build a bomb workshop fun. does yeah. sound great. Yeah, like you could tell the Necro Lords are built specifically for uh, undead death knights. Oh, They're yeah. perfect for them, and probably affliction locks. Yeah, but it is absolutely perfect. Or if you want to, uh, if you want to flavor your mage as a as a necromancer. Which yep. would be kind of cool if there was if God, it'd be so cool if they fucking released a necromancer mm-hmm. or just another spec onto mage that was necromancer. Right. Yeah. Oh, that'd be super cool. But not on on this, it is sh- as much as I like the build a bomb workshop, as much as I find the idea of micromanaging a party ridiculously enchanting. It it should not sound as fun to me as it does. Yeah. I'm I'm I want to see more about what it would be like, but the Night Fae Conservatory. Yeah. Is my thing, is my pick for the best one there. And that's saying a lot. And that's not none of us pick Kyrian. <laughs> yeah. Not a huge fan of Boss Rushes. Not a huge no. fan of the Brawler's Guild, even though I want that fucking crocodile. Hopefully, when the new Brawler's Guild comes out, there'll be people there so I can continue because Jake in the quest line to get that crocodile, you have to bet on other people's fights. Nobody's in the fucking Brawler's Guild, bro. Interesting. So nobody's there to bet upon. Yeah. And so, yeah, I want to see what it'd be like because, yes, I loved the farms. I loved working. And I'm about to actually go back. I'm I'm seriously thinking about hopping on Cobblepot, going to the Timeless Isles, buying all the shit I need to increase my rep with the specific people mm-hmm. that I still need because there's still three of the farmers that I need exalted or best friends with in Mr. Pandaria, the farm area, and getting them to ex- to best friends. Why? Yeah. Because I fucking loved the farmers the farmers uh, association and Mr. Pandaria. Why? I could not fucking tell you for the life of me, Jacob, but there was just something about sitting down and working on your, your, your farm, making sure everything like, okay, this person needs some, so I'll put some stuff there. This person needs stuff. So I'll put some stuff there. I'll work on these work orders, get everything going. And they just come back the next day. As much as their mission tables are becoming fucking, uh, uh, mobile games. They had the perfect fucking mobile game in uh, Mr. Pandaria Farms. They, if that was an app, holy fucking shit, I'd be on it every goddamn day, Jake. Just let's work that out. Let's get that going. There you go. Right. It'd be fun. It'd be great. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I know. I'm. I'm really looking forward to seeing what what keeps happening. If we do end up getting in the beta, trust me, we'll. We'll not be shut the fuck up about this even more than we already nope. are. <laughs> it's true. But I think that's about going to do it for this episode. What did I say, you, Jake? Yeah. We yeah. got a little bit upset. 
We had a little bit of fun. We got a little more upset. Yeah. Sounds about right. Bob talked about how much he, even though he fucking hates Animal Crossing, has never played Stardew Valley. Fucking loves having that and wow. <laughs> Why don't you tell them where they can get at us, Jake? Uh, you can find us on the Twitter machine at ABQ Podcast. Capital A, capital B, capital Q. Podcast. Nice pinky. Always pinky up, bitches. Yep. Uh, you can oh, also find- it has nothing to do with being polite. It's when you got a fucking big ass mitt and someone gives you a cup of coffee and you're like, um, okay. Yeah. Where do I put, like, I could put my ring finger underneath it. What do I do with my pinky? Yeah. Do I just cut it like it's a set of balls or what? (laughs) No, just pinky up, bitch. Yep, pretty much. Um, Best thing to do with your pinky other than, (laughs) what is it with you and egg loose, Jake? Seriously, I I I gotta ask. (laughs) I don't know. I I really don't. It's Um, your most used fucking emote. (laughs) No. No, it's like maybe in the top six, top eight. Give me a sec, Jacob. At least on my phone. Good God, lately you have been doing crying, laughing way too much. But that could just be an auto thing if you do a normal. Oh, wow. You actually haven't done it for a little bit. Wow. But yeah, not be. Oh, wait, never mind. That's. Where is it? Like, it's either on my uh, text or Twitter. It's all the fuck just. Um, i'm just giving you shit hey bub i know you can also uh find us on your preferred podcatcher except for uh soundcloud yep i think they actually do have a limit or something on there i don't know i probably should try and add it sometime oh well and then send us your spam emails at brothersquarrel at gmail.com huzzah forward that shit over i live for that shit (laughs) that's funny claywell sent us his and i loved it Yep. Okay. Yeah. And that's everything for this episode. Uh, we here at A Brother's Quarrel would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. No, with that attitude, they don't. <laughs>